in the name of the one who responds to the plea for help at the seaside, in the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier. Amen. Wow, I couldn't wait to preach this morning because I didn't have to wear my mask. <laughs> and I don't normally do this, yet I will be brief. 20th century Swiss theologian Karl Barth is said to have told his students to take your Bible and your newspaper and read both, but interpret newspapers from the Bible. As I was making my way through formation studies, this idea resonated with me. This really is a deacon's way, right? A deacon's way is to minister with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. And these days, you can imagine that likely it means having a cell phone close to your newsfeed in your other hand. Yes, I do get much of my news from digital sources, and it would be of no surprise to think that when I bring the needs of the world to the church, I do so after reading those needs online. A quick look at the Wilton Bulletin this weekend. The headlines tell us there's a debate over removing the John Mason statue at the Connecticut State Capitol building after he joined Narragansett and Mohegan tribes to fight against the Eastern Pequots, killing some 500 indigenous people while the surviving women, children, and elders were enslaved in May of 1637. There's a rocket shot push to engage young adults to get their vaccinations. The Norwalk River Valley Trail Grant is being worked on. Some reading programs at the Wilton Public Library. And the seven homes which recently sold for over $1 million each. Good Morning Wilton will get you the news of the day the feasibility grant to study the redevelopment of the former Gilbert and Bennett site, again, superheroes at the Wilton Children's Theater, the unveiling of the Brubeck Collection, Wilton Little League. All important news, and I wonder if you would indulge me as I share, with permission, one story of faith which jumped from my Facebook feed late this week. The post was from a friend, and it began with, I don't normally do this, and went on to request prayers for her sick little daughter. Of course, I immediately assured her that my prayers were on the way, like many, and then I connected with her through private message to understand a little bit more about what was happening, what I was going to be praying for. As the days went on, this plea sounded so much like the ones we hear in the readings today, in the reading of this Gospel of Mark today. There you have one of the leaders of the synagogue believing in the curative power of Jesus, that power he possesses. Perhaps this leader has heard of this itinerant preacher and was at first skeptical. Well, with few other options, he takes a leap of faith and begs Jesus to heal his sick little daughter. 
What parent wouldn't? And then the woman thought to be unclean, knowing she was breaking purity laws with no other direction to turn, believing so much in the power of Jesus that if she could just push through the crowd and just touch his robe, she would be healed. In the end, what makes her well? Her faith, what she believed. With this gospel in mind, the plea of my friend about her little girl stuck with me for days. You see, without explanation, Mia, and again I share her name with permission, has come down with some sort of rare and severe condition. Like Jairus, in the gospel story, this parent wants her four-year-old to be restored to health. Mia's mother wants her to be restored to full health, to return to running and playing and swimming, to be a little kid in summer. What parent wouldn't? Amidst some kind of life storm, this woman who touches the robe of Jesus, like her, Mia's mother, breaks from her personal comfort zone to make a Facebook post because she wants her child healed, right? I think it goes a little deeper than that. Even while working in the medical field and understanding the severity of the situation medically, Mia's mother still makes the post because she believes in the power of prayer. She believes. She has faith. She knew that even after weeks of tests, there were still few answers and asked publicly for help from prayer warriors because she believed in the healing power of Jesus. She made the post because she believes in the healing power of Jesus. Now, before I conclude with a quick word about grace, and I don't normally do this, yet let me ask you if I can count on you to be a Wilton warrior this week, a Wilton prayer warrior. Total play on words, I get it. For Mia, in the coming weeks and months ahead. May I count on all of you? Well, if I can count on you, will you join me in prayer right now? Good and gracious God, we humbly ask your healing hands to be laid upon Mia. Give memory, reason, and skill to her caregivers. Calm the hearts and minds of those who love her as they await restoration to full health for this little one. May Mia soon hear the voice of Jesus whisper in her ear, Little girl, get up. Amen. Now, Meg's sermon last week, I listened to that yesterday, a wonderful message it was, spoke of the storms in her life when she may have questioned the presence of God in the midst of those storms. 
Meg went on to suggest that by flipping the script, if you will, and believing that God was with them, people can find that they can face those storms with courage and conviction rather than fear. And I must say, I agree. The good news is that we are reminded once again today, this week, when Jesus says, do not fear, but believe. Do not fear, but believe that God's amazing grace, the amazing grace which relieves our fears, is unmerited and everybody gets it even if they don't ask in a Facebook post. There are no worthiness tests before receiving it. We don't need to carry a picture of our grace card in our cell phone. Grace just happens if we only believe. Grace just happens if we only believe. And I say again, Amen.